Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I will take more wrestling shows that start like AEW Collision. Also, hello, my friends. Do not adjust your YouTube machines, which is not the thing. We are doing AEW Collision ups and downs on a Sunday, because, of course, later it's AEW Revolution, which means we'll up those downs on a Monday. And as ever, I will continue to say out loud, there's definitely not too much wrestling on television. But the finger of power controls me, and therefore it controls you. Let's up those downs. But yeah, as much as I do like a wrestling match to kick off my wrestling program, if you want to give me attempted murder instead, I'm here for it. Because Buddy Matthews was coming to the ring to have a mysterious contest with a mysterious opponent, which we never found out, when Mark Briscoe popped up. He was like, hey, pal, I'm getting my revenge. He was also getting tables and using Charlie the chair when he did this mad cannonball over the top and crashed Buddy right through the wood. Well, that was pretty damn amazing. This is when the killing came because Mark had that damn spike again when finally somebody had told the House of Black, uh, your mate, he's getting absolutely destroyed. So they ran to the ring to break this up. Didn't have time to play with the lights, so no spooky wookie. This was kind of amazing though because Briscoe just beat them all up when he decided, I am going to take Buddy Matthews' head and I'm going to set it on fire. That's right. Because he moved over to where the pyrotechnics were and he was pushing the button when finally the security guards came out, the rubbish security guards, and they were like, listen, Mark Briscoe, you better stop this, he'll die. This really was great though because it was so super frantic that it did turn Mark Briscoe into a little bit of a loon. And of course, he was committing a lot of illegal activity here. Crime counter. I'm not sure where this is going because I didn't hear an announcement for any of these guys on the pay-per-view, but I must have missed it. Again, there's so much wrestling in my head. But in terms of starting things with a bang, I'm giving it an up. Thankfully, Buddy Matthews did not get killed, but he came this close. Swerve Strickland was here cutting a promo. He did not like the fact he'd been duped on dynamite. Name of my new EP. This is because Hangman Adam Page, of course, had done what he had done. So Strickland was like, am I annoyed that I did fall for his tricks? Or am I annoyed because I was a little bit too nice? You should never be annoyed about being nice. More niceness in the world. All things considered, though, Strickland has now hanged the hangman, whereas the hangman has swerved swerve. Now, you have to hear him say that. It's a pretty good line. Either way, he's not going to forget all of this, and he is going to win the World Heavyweight Championship at AEW Revolution. You know what? Probably should. Speaking of AEW Revolution as well, we had to decide who the last member of the All-Star Scramble match was going to be. So we had a triple threat match. It was Dante Martin taking on Brian Keith, taking on Penta. And you have to forgive me for just one second. I need to be a geek. As we've already talked about, the winner of that Scramble match does get 
a world championship opportunity, which is pretty cool, right? And listen, I think Brian Keith has done great ever since he has signed up to AEW. But if you go through his win-loss record, he has essentially been defeated every single time. So if I was one of these opponents that had a victory, I'd be like, man, what is going on? Where is my opportunity? I mean, they had defeated him like this was Street Fighter. And yes, look, I know this kind of stuff goes down in wrestling all the time. And nine times out of ten, I don't actually care because I have real problems. And then on that tenth out of ten times, I remember that I am a massive nerd. I got to give it a down. That doesn't make any sense. But otherwise, seriously, what a joy. We were just doing that thing where it was like you two go and then us two will go. And then the other two will go. And then maybe we'll do something with the other two. And there was big boots and there was backstabbers, sling blades, and these crazy exploder suplexes. It was just go, 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 go. Dante Martin then hit a crossbody onto everyone. And he did this wonderful dive, which means yes. The run of dives in professional wrestling shows in 2024 continues. I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm pretending to watch someone do a dive. But if they were up there that long, I'd worry what happened to them. Penta soon got bored by all of this, so he jumped off Keith's back to do a destroyer too, Dante. And of course, the internet will be mad about this, but I don't even care. That made me go wahoo. He also sort of annoyed Keith who hit a tiger driver when he decided to start a chop battle with Penta. And I was like, do you not read the news, for goodness sake? Even Gunther was like, I tell you who chopped me the hardest. It was that damn Penta. So surprise, surprise, who won this war? It was Penta. I was right as well, because as soon as he had come out on top, he hit a fear factor onto the damn ring apron. That's the hardest part of the ring. This is when Dante was back, though, and he hit a destroyer onto the same thing. So I was freaking out. By this point, he was like, oh, I can win. So he hit the Mamba Splash. He got the one, two, three. And oh, yeah, he will be in the all-star scramble. Oh, want to be horrible? Probably the guy taking the pin. Still, if you just want to have some fun today, which isn't CD, this is right there. Give it an up. Hangman then responded to Swerve. My gosh, he's mad. Because he basically said he would rather die than to have Strickland win the AEW world title. It was a bit like, Adam, I don't think it's that serious. Still, though, this feud continues to be awesome. And now I do have a feeling that these two guys are going to cancel the each other one out, allowing Samoa Joe to win. That's why I like this match. Whoever walks away with that title... Well, I think I'll probably go, you know what, I'm fine with this. When Mariah May defeated Angelica Risk. Given the Risk isn't a super regular, you knew what was going to happen here. But I do just want to give her a salute. Because how cool is this for her? She appeared on AEW TV. But obviously what we are doing here is Mariah May is getting win, 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 win. Eventually she's going to go to Tony Storm and say, listen, I know you're my hero. I actually look at the record books. It's me versus you. What everybody will be talking about is when May blew a kiss at Nitro McGuinness. He was so happy about this. He took a bump, which was quite funny. When she hit a big knee, she hit the Mayday. Uno dos tres. Winner. They kind of tease what we just talked about because Storm did come to the ring and Mariah was like, oh my gosh, she's going to congratulate me. The timeless one basically went, you move over there. I need to talk to Diona Prato. Now Storm has a brand new tact at this point because she's like, listen, Diona, we all know that we're friends and that I love you and I think you're wonderful. Problem is, when we talk about that locker room, only one of us can be the true success and that ain't going to be you. It's me. Prato also admitted that she loves Tony as well and their friendship does mean a lot to her, but she's gone crazy now and therefore she hopes she owns a bidet. At this point I was like, wait a minute, we're talking about toilet habits now and we actually were because Jonah was like, I'm going to break both your arms so badly you're not going to be able to wipe your ass. Gosh, shots fired. As ever, too, half the screen was in black and white, half the screen was in color and I love presentational stuff like this. It makes me happy in my tootsie toes. Tony Storm kissed Diana Barazzo, and we got a big old brawl. Mariah tried to help here, but of course she got smashed in as well, which meant at the end of all this, it was Diana Barazzo standing tall. 
And I kind of think we did do that because she is the challenger. I don't think she's going to win. Either way, when you do take this and the match before, I really do enjoy what we're doing here because there are multiple pathways, but all the streams are crossing over. And the real key is what we do after AEW Revolution. We need to keep this going. Let's get it up. When the Bang Bang Scissor Gang face the Dark Order. I just don't get it. And yes, I know I'm stupid. I mean, for starters, the Dark Order need to be on television more so matches like this can have a bit more meaning. And yes, there's already a problem in the Bang Bang Gang because when Max Caster was going to do his rap, Jay White essentially cut him off. Damn. Alex Reynolds was then making Max's day worse because he was just wailing on this guy when Evil Uno got in there too when finally Caster was able to hit the Sizzamy Timpers. It really is the best name. John Silver wasn't a fan of that though, so he went after Austin Gunn. And Austin basically sold for a lot here. So I was like, well, hot damn, son. We're actually treating them like baby faces. Thankfully, Austin was able to find a med pack when he got the hot tag to Anthony Bones, who did run wild for a while. But this Dark Order, they were having no squib on this evening, because eventually they took Bowens, they threw him into the ring post. Because of course they did, wrestlers love it. Anthony then threw Silver into Reynolds, which no team can handle, because it screws up your brain when we hit the arrival, and we hit the mic drop, and they did get the one, two, three. And I suppose you could argue this by going, oh, well, it was the acclaim that got things done here. Maybe that's planning some seeds. And look, it was a fun match. They're all great wrestlers, so I am going to give it an up. But when it comes to the story, it is a down. I know I've talked about this a lot. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night. I don't really. And, and I'm like, wait, why aren't they going after the Undisputed Kingdom? I mean, they threw them through glass. If somebody threw me through glass, well, I'd be very, very upset. Hopefully we will sort this soon. We shall. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Will and I go Chris Statlander and Stokely Hathaway within the bank? Fair play to Stokely. He put his hands up and say, look, Let's talk about dynamite. 
I was to blame, and I'm sorry. Chris didn't care about any of this, though, because it's not what's important. And what is important is everybody getting on the same page, and Chris Statland and Willow Nightingale going after Julia Hart and Sky Blue. So now we are going to do that on the pre-show for the pay-per-view. Look, I would prefer it on the main card. But either way, this just keeps giving and giving and giving and giving. And eventually, somebody is going to team up with Stokely Hathaway and be bad guys. And I can't call it right now. That's the point. Wardlow was out next. And let's just keep it nice and simple. This dude got to win the scramble. He just went off about all his past accolades and how he was the face of the revolution ladder match winner and how he's beaten Samoa Joe. And yet here he is still waiting for his opportunities. And he's pissed. It just means he's going to have to start going through all the stars, which may include Hangman Adam Page, when he beats him back into depression. It's like, all right, that's a little bit mean. And oh, yeah, let's talk about Strickland and Swerve's house. Well, I'm going to beat down the door and whoop your ass. He's also sick and tired of hearing people chant for Samoa Joe. So he's going to whoop him so bad, he sends him back to commentary. Uh, it's a little bit like that would have been a good line. Swerve hadn't done this two days ago. And you knew that somebody was going to interrupt because it is professional wrestling. And of all the people... It was Chris Jericho. Huh. Now, he took umbrage with the idea he's been putting an all-star match because he's one of the greatest stars of all time. And let's look at it this way. It has been four years since he was the AEW World Champion. He was also the first one ever, so maybe it's time for him to get his belt back. Jericho then underlined that Wardlow loves Timon and every single problem he does have is to do with matters outside of the ring. So maybe that just means within the squared circle, he can't cut it. So one... We did this in order to build this scramble match. Or two, these guys are going to have a proper feud. To be fair to Wardlow, he totally agreed with this because he did let personal issues get in the way of his professional business. But now he's changed all of that because he is super mad. So if Jericho wants to get in the ring, he will show him right now. I thought this was going to happen when Powerhouse Hobbs went, ha ha, I've teleported in. He laid out Chris Jericho. Now, of course, he was part of the original man meet. And once again, there are many ways we can go with this. I mean, maybe William does get the victory because Jericho and Wardlow take each other out. I don't know. I don't mean to dip. I think the main thing here is that we have to keep the Wardlow momentum going because he is very sadly, as he talks about, somebody who keeps getting somewhere and then we drag him back again. Now, we've actually allowed him to get somewhere again, so we can't repeat what history has taught us. So I am going to give this an up because I was intrigued. But yes, a lot of it is going to be down what we do at AEW Revolution. Serena Deeb then cut another one of these promos where she said, everybody in the women's locker room totally sucks and I want a real challenge. So of course, I'm pretty sure Mercedes Monet is going to come in and this will be her first feud. And I have no problem with that because they will have amazing matches and as good as Deep is, she can lose and nobody's going to moan. Works for me. We then had our party match after this, which made all the sense in the world. It did feature private party. They're also taking on Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. So once again, you can see what we're doing here. We do want to heat up private party. And what better way to do that than to give them all the experience with two dudes that have been around for ages. That's exactly what Daniels and Seidel did too, because they isolated Mark Quinn. When for some reason, Christopher Daniels started doing moves like Curry Man. Why the flood would Christopher Daniels do something like that? And you should probably Google that if you do need some more information where Cassidy got in there. But almost instantly, he got taken out with the STO. Although when Matthew tagged him, all of a sudden that lit private party up because they must have gone into their moon book. They were doing all the double team maneuvers. This including a double sent on which Christopher broke up at the one 2 ooh, which of course triggered the tag klaxon and everybody was fired. It also led to shenanigans because out came Jeff Jarrett and his crew. And because they were going, oh, look over here, referee. The referee did exactly that. When Jay Lethal got in the ring, hit the lethal combination where he just grabbed Mark Quinn and threw him onto Christopher Daniels so they could get the one 2 three. Mark had no problem with this. 
He'll take it. Now, of course, it all ties into the fact we are doing another pre-show match together as all these teams do come together. So from a story point of view, it made all the sense in the world and the match was fun. So I am going to give it an up. But once again, I'm going to be super mega geek. You just have to forgive me and yell at me in the comments. That's what they're there for. But I think given that we are trying to heat Private Party up again, they just should have won here with their moves. And look, they could have done some cheating. That's fine. They're bad guys now. But I think all of this kind of distracted from the fact that they're not where they once were. They really need to get back to where that was. And what that means is getting it down. We then had another Revolution video as we hyped up Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson, and I cannot wait for that match when it was time for Thunder Rosa versus Cassandra Golden. What an amazing name. You know the deal with this too. We are just getting Thunder a bunch of wins so she can go after a championship. And while at first I thought it was going to be the TBS title, the commentators kept telling us that she never lost that world championship. So maybe we're going somewhere else. Given the Golden is quite jacked too, she was sort of throwing thunder around for a little bit here when Rosa was like, nope. As he essentially booted her right in the skull and drop kicked her into Tina the turnbuckle. She also gave her this crazy larry at one point where I thought her head was going to go off and a double foot stop to the back from the top rope. When she applied this jangle stroke submission thingamajig, those words didn't come out right. Even Nigel McGuinness was going, well, what is this? And as always, if you are unable to breathe, you cannot wrestle. Cassandra had to tap out. Thunder wins. She also screamed into the camera afterwards, you're going to get burned. Yet nobody phoned the fire marshal. And I'm going to give it an up. I like squash matches like this because you can see where it is heading. And that should be the point of a squash match. Up. We then had one last video because, of course, later on it is Sting's final ever match. You've all got to go watch that video that AEW released online. You will have water coming out of your seeing devices. I can't quite believe that Sting is retiring. It's going to be flipping emotional. Which brought us to our main event, which was indeed Brian Cage, Roderick Strong, Christian Cage and Killswitch taking on Orange Cassidy, Trent, Daniel Garcia and Hook. So what we had done is we'd taken a bunch of wrestlers who are having matches at the pay-per-view and we threw them into a wonderful pot. It really did feel here as well that AEW had done a mega taping and we were just trying to get things done, which was accurate, when Garcia and Hook were throwing Cage around. Now, your initial reaction is going to be, well, which Cage, Simon? Was it Brian or was it Christian? Exactly. Roderick Strong wasn't fussed by names, though, so eventually he tagged in and did his thing. <laughs> Daniel just started to take everybody out. So as I've told you a thousand times, we are onto something with this guy right now, and he should probably win the TNT title. Killswitch then wrecked Trent with a choke slam when Christian was back too with a reverse DDT, when Strong decided, well, in this moment, I think I should mock a piece of fruit, which is not a sentence anybody should say, but he started to do Orange Cassidy's little kicks. When Orange tagged in, he was like, ah, ah, now I'm pissed off, and he whooped everyone. Because he hit a stun dog millionaire in a DDT for a one-two-oo, where he also smashed Killswitch with the orange punch. Once again, the tag clacks and went off, ha, and we had a big old brawl. Now, Trent used this madness to try and hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment with a surprise roll up on a dinosaur, which I massively appreciate. And because everybody was fighting on the outside, Orange Cassidy got hit by this crazy suplex, courtesy of Roderick Strong. If he wasn't a priest of fruit, I think he'd be dead. At the same time, though, the referee, as you know, couldn't handle any of it. So Nick Wayne just went, <laughs> he jumped on the ring apron. He hit Trent, who then got smacked in the back of the head. Curry's a kill switch. One, two, three. I mean, you could have seen it coming a mile away, unless you were the referee. It is kind of interesting, though, because I don't think Killswitch is involved in any matches later, so it didn't give us a clue. And after this, everybody continued to fight. But when Daniel Garcia was going to be thrown into a chair, it was Matt Menard that made the save for his fake son. It didn't work, and instead the former Luchasaurus grabbed him 
dead. So maybe this is some kind of foreshadowing because some people are convinced that Matt Minard is going to turn on Daniel Garcia, but I don't want that. But in terms of sitting my tush down in a chair and just enjoying 12 or so minutes of wrestling, you got to give it an up. I mean, that really is the whole point. Which brought us to the end of Collision, and yes, it's a go-home show. It didn't really get you hyped, but that's what Dynamite was for. So this was really about involving everyone that we had to involve and giving you a bit of a wink-wink, nudge-nudge. Perfectly fine by me. Give it an up. Now, please do click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for Smack Down, so we can talk about that 40-minute Bloodline segment. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Already told you to call me in, in, in the comments. Otherwise, I'll see you tomorrow morning, because wrestling never dies. Goodbye.